Hello. Hello. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. I can't wait till we have a reality show about our podcast and people can see how we started every <laughs> single time. It's like... Because it's nonsensical. It's nonsensical and like we're shocked to see each other. We are usually talking for at least 15 minutes before we start recording the podcast and then all of a sudden we have to pretend that we haven't seen each other in seven years and we're like, oh God, we ran into each other just here, happened to be here. And yet it feels like a real surprise every time. It does. <laughs> and it makes my heart happy for real every time, even though it's not technically a surprise. Um, how are you? Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. You're super pregnant. I'm super pregnant. I, there's not really much else to say. I just, <laughs> that's, I, my whole life is just waiting for a baby to come out and anyone who has done that knows that it's kind of excruciating and pointless to talk about because there's nothing you can do right it's not up to you anymore anyways I sit around and bake muffins and wait for things to happen sounds like a really wonderful (laughs) existence actually so it sounds painful kind of but you're making a lot of muffins which sounds great I know that part's good people like that but uh yeah the the other parts and it's like there's there's also a lot of stuff to do and yet at the same time all you're doing is waiting so it's frustrating Right. Yet, there's things to get ready, but whatever. It'll it'll, it'll be happen. here soon enough, I I'm sure. Anyways. Um oh, I'm Sylvia. Oh yeah, America. <laughs> and this is Beauty. And stuff. Um we're not together this time, no. which makes me so sad. I, I really enjoyed that. I think every time we can be together, it's obviously wonderful. But recording a podcast in real life makes my heart happy. It does, me too. But being together is always a special, special occasion. Gives us it a good, is a special occasion. Good vibe, I think. It does, absolutely. Um, we have a very special episode today about a topic that I care about too much. <laughs> well, talk, topic that you care about, but also, like, I feel like you're kind of an, the expert in this relationship. And <laughs> Finally. <laughs> so we did, We I guess we have really named these episodes. I wouldn't really call it mini anymore because I feel like the last time we did it, we talked just as long as we normally do because we yeah. don't have anyone to tell us to shut up. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> sure so we don't. just keep going. But we, uh, we did a little niche episode about me and my mm. mascara um, extravaganza, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Um, but we thought we should do like a Sylvia-focused episode on a topic that she's passionate about and knows a lot of things about. So here we are. Here we are. I think it's really not fair for either of us to have things we care about so deeply be <laughs> micro-focused on this because I promise the universe we are more than mascara and hair extensions is what we're talking about. Today. <laughs> yes, this is the story. but they're very important to us. <laughs> story of a girl and her fake hair. <laughs> I am not basic. I am not drinking a pumpkin spice latte. She's not. I swear. Leave me alone. Well, let me tell you. Like, well, as long as I've known you, which is I don't know, like ten ish years. Yeah. Ten plus. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen you without fake hair on your head. So, I mean, maybe I have it. <laughs> But you have at times, but pretty regularly not. Yes. Well, okay, that is true or not. So maybe what the important thing to do is to talk about kind of in your journey to mascara that took 15 years, my hair extension <laughs> journey is sort of similar. So, well, I feel like let's, yes, let's do that. So we're, 
We're going to talk about hair extensions if that was Yes, we're talking about hair extensions. Sorry. Yes, that's exactly Sylvia's kind of an expert because she has had, like, I feel like every iteration or type of hair extension you can have. So I feel like you're qualified to talk about this. Thank you. Um, And I'll have some questions for you, I'm sure, because I've never had hair extensions. Okay. Um, Yes. But I find this interesting. Um, But yeah, I would say, like, take us back to the beginning of where this all began and why. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'll start in 1987. (laughs) (laughs) actually so I was bald until I was like two or three years old so 1987 or 1988 my mother can back this particular date up I had my first haircut I was old enough to remember it happening because I was so bald for so long that I didn't need a haircut like I was just a bald child I had really thin hair my mom has also very thin hair. It's, I think, a Polish thing. It's got to be. I think there's a lot of Eastern European women who have like thin, light hair, mm-hmm. and it's always been that way for me. So growing up, like high school, whatever, the worst haircuts ever. I used to go get my hair cut by someone who used to cut like a lot of curly hair, and then would cut my hair, and it was like pin straight and so fine and so flat. And I was like, we, and I, but I'd get their haircut, so it was like awful. My grade eight photo has to be one of the worst pictures of me that is ever in existence. And it's like in a yearbook somewhere. It's well, so mean. that's just an invitation to post it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do I know where that yearbook is? No idea, but I will gladly, I'm actually going to Halifax soon. So maybe I can find it while I'm there. I'm willing to post it. I have no shame, but at the time, like it felt terrible. So there, you know, you see like, there's always, you know, people with beautiful hair. Remember our very first episode I talked about the girls who told me I shouldn't put mascara on my bottom lashes? <laughs> also a collection of people with marvelous hair, like right. always. Yes, of course. So it was hard not to be envious of them because they had beautiful hair. They were just beautiful. They were so nice and whatever. So I just always struggled with, I didn't know how to do my hair. I didn't have a lot of hair. No matter what length it would be, it was never quite right. Also hair tools when we would have been in like junior high and high school were awful. Oh, sure. Yes. This was like so you're, this was like pre flat iron that you could do anything to your hair with like Oh, totally. Yeah. Like I used to iron my hair with an iron. Yes. Like for your clothing. Did you say iron? I I think I was just trying to punctuate like an <laughs> iron. <laughs> what is this hair tool? I've never heard of it. It's an iron. <laughs> then I had that Conair like steamer one sure. that had like a little pocket of water you used to have to put in it. So it would like not crisp your head off yeah. basically. Anyway, so damage to your hair was at a high. I didn't know how to take care of my hair. I didn't know how to do my hair. I was in a world of hurt. Move into high school. Things got like slightly better in terms of hair tools, but I would say I still didn't know what I was doing. And then in university... um, I, I was braiding my hair a lot. So like waves from braids was like a thing sure. for me for a while. Cause like, I just didn't know how else to achieve that yep. look. And then enter into my life, the beautiful angel that is podcast producer Cuddy. <laughs> <laughs> and my whole life changed. So I feel like this podcast should be called Beauty and Stuff and Cuddy or Beauty and Cuddy and Stuff. (laughs) I'm not sure we haven't had her on this show yet, even though technically we have because uh, I think she might come up every episode. 
every you know what she should come on as a special guest while you're on Matt Leave too because Absolutely. she's about to have a baby as well and frankly let's get serious you too the podcast should probably be you and Kelly <laughs> having a podcast I can just exit this equation altogether but anyway um Cuddy was Cuddy also had a transformation so I would say first year university Cuddy and I both were at a level playing field in terms of our game then Cuddy went and worked at a hair salon for a summer after a first year of university, mm. and the entire world changed. Yeah. Cuddy's game went through the roof. Mine stayed exactly as it was. And you're like, I cannot be seen with you I was anymore. Like, like, why are you tanned and why do you have this amazing head of hair all of a sudden? And like, what's happening? And she's like, Saint Tropez, hair extensions. <laughs> like, what? And I'm like, okay, help me. So Cuddy got us all like our entire circle of friends into hair extensions so it started with clip-ins sure which really at the time was like first of all all that was available to us financially and I can assure you we were not buying expensive clip-in hair extensions so the quality was absolutely questionable um and you weren't like dyeing them to match your hair like it was very much like as close as it gets color-wise. Absolutely. Like the closest Throw match. Uh, real hair, though? I think so. <laughs> I can't be sure. And the reason there's a giant question mark to that is that one of our friends tried to get hers colored, and it wouldn't take, and her hairdresser called him and was like, I think this might be yak hair. Oh. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, disgusting, but like... We didn't know. Plus, the internet. Remember, the internet was not really a thing yet. Sure. So, like, I we had to go buy our hair at a store. You couldn't really research it. Also, you were trusting a lot of people. To be fair, this is like the early two thousands, right? Yes. I feel like even celebrities who were getting hair extensions, like quote unquote the best hair extensions, looked like right. shit at the time. Like you look back totally. on them and you're like, that's horrible <laughs> horrible so like you can imagine that a bunch of girls in Antigonish Nova Scotia like a population of like 12 people we were really really at the mercy of like you go you drive into Halifax to get your hair extensions like on a weekend for at school and we're like all right this is it hairdressers market I'm go- coming for you like crazy yeah so The hair extensions were, you know, my hair was quite short at the time, like chin length. And then it would all of a sudden be like down to my boobs for a night at the bar. We were getting drunk. Our, like the clips would become exposed. We had like people putting toques on us because we were drunk and our hair was popping out. We sometimes would like get a phone call the next day because almost every single girl in the circle of friends, except for Durr, had blonde hair. So it was like all blonde hair extensions, except for Durr, who had brown ones. And we'd like stick them in people's couches at parties because we'd get drunk and it would be like sticking out. So you'd be like unclipping your hair, sticking <laughs> it in it, someone's couch and leaving it there. So, but people would call our apartment and be like, I think one of you left your hair in my couch. You're like, yeah, it was one of us. And then we'd have to like figure out who it was and like go and get our hair. And it was a whole thing. So the early days of hair extensions were absolutely like, we weren't trying to hide it from anybody. It was very obvious that we had them. No, and that was the thing too. I feel like, yeah, you look up, you look back and... Again, even on celebrities, they're just very obvious. Like nowadays, so obvious. very hard to tell who has hair extensions, I feel like, unless yeah. you're really good at spotting it. But it was so completely obvious. Complete And like, yeah, you couldn't certainly could not wear them straight ever, 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 no. because that was just like really a problem. So you had to like curl it so that they would blend properly. And it was like really And I'm assuming you weren't getting terrible. them like put in and then like your hair cut with them so that they would... Oh, <laughs> you're God, just no. slapping them in under... 
underneath. Cuddy was installing all of our hair for us <laughs> all the time. Like it was Cuddy's hair salon and she was installing everything. Like we used to have, oh, to go back into like that moment of time, I wish everyone could have a window into this. It was literally, we would, we had called them fanning parties. So we would all fake tan Saint-Tropez. Then we put our hair extensions in, and then we would go to the bar. You would get a drink spilled on you. Your fake tan would be running down your legs. Your hair extensions are, like, everywhere. It was a real... I cannot believe we had friends. It's a real miracle that I still wear hair extensions to this day, given the early days. No, you know what? You look back on photos, we were all a bit of a mess in that totally. uh, early, early decade. And, like, again, the world is a different place now in terms of, like, resources and beauty and knowing anything. So we had none of this. So that's where it started. And I wore clip and hair extensions, like, on and off for quite a long time. So that was early 2000s. I still was wearing clip and hair extensions intermittently until I got married in 2000 and I was going to say 2007. That's no. not true. <laughs> 2012 is when I got married. And I, I had clip-ins at my wedding. Um... I was still getting them from the same places I was getting them in university. So like, again, questionable hair, but they, at that point in my life, I was getting them dyed to match my hair. I was getting them cut to match my hair. So clip-ins are nice, like very temporary yes. way to have longer hair. Clip-ins what you wore when you got married? They were. See, I feel like that's kind of my first memory of you in hair extensions, but I feel like you were getting like, <laughs> yeah, you were getting like the adult version of them that time where it like matched your hair and you were like yes. getting them cut and stuff. Okay. Totally. So same hair, different process. And maybe definitely like, like a higher quality hair extension. I don't even know. <laughs> They're coming from the same store. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I had a hairdresser shopping with me. Yeah. So that was helpful, but it was, it must've been higher quality hair, I would assume. Um, but definitely like, and clip-ins are really annoying when you have thin hair like me too. The other problem is, is that you have to hide every single clip. So usually if, for those who don't know, clip-ins are usually like two or three longer rows and then a bunch of like little pieces that you can kind of like move around the front of your face to just create the right length like everywhere right and how they work correct me if i'm wrong is they just kind of snap on and like mold to your head exactly yeah like those little binger clips kind of with like teeth right so you've got to like back comb stick them in whatever so when you have thin hair like me you also have to back comb enough to get them to stick in and that's partly why they would fall out all the time was because i just didn't have enough hair on my head to like create a good Grip yes. base for them in the first place. So then they become I also, like loose really easily, I would imagine. Exactly. Yeah. And fall out. Yeah. I also have the world's tiniest head. So I could only wear two rows. And then I'd also have these other pieces, but then they're in places of your head, like closer to your face where your hair becomes even thinner. Anyway, it was a, it was a very complicated situation. But I liked how I felt in hair extensions because it gave me hair I didn't have. My own hair doesn't hold a curl very well. With a hair extension in, my hair would hold curl. So, like, it was a bit of a confidence-boosting thing because I was like, oh, I just have, like, this garbage head of hair and then all of a sudden I have this fabulous head of hair that may or may not have come from a yak and regardless <laughs> of its origins, felt really wonderful when I was wearing them. So And maybe the clip-ins, like, have their place if you, say, wanted to just wear them for something like your wedding or to an event, but you weren't committed to, like, having hair extensions. Totally. So, yes, that's a very good point. Clip-in, clip-in extensions are absolutely a thing still. 
you can get good quality hair. You can get them color matched. You can get them cut to your head, like all of those wonderful things. If it's for like big events, you're getting married. I would say absolutely the way to go. Like if you don't want to be committed to wearing hair extensions every single day, clip-ins are a cheap and cheerful way to get it when you want to. Sure. Just don't slap them on your head. Like take them to your hairdresser and get them. Take them to your hairdresser or call Cuddy. Like either one. (laughs) She'll come over. (laughs) She'll come over. She'll make sure that they work properly for you. So yeah, like Durr has clip-ins. I hope I'm not exposing her. I'll bleep out her name if she doesn't want me to (laughs) say that right now. But we were having like a girls weekend last year and Cuddy was back, back combing hair, doing the whole thing. And they looked incredible, (laughs) like because the hairs come such a long way and it's, you know, it's just so much more accessible than it used to be. And is it kind of like a, you get what you pay for a situation? Like you spend a little bit more money, but you get like a higher quality 1,000%. Totally. And I will say this, hair extensions can also be controversial because a lot of hair is not ethically sourced. So I will get to that too when I talk about my current hair extensions. So the more you pay, you're getting a better quality hair, but you're also getting, you can look for ethically sourced hair. So there's a lot of circumstances where people are in, you know, terrible situations and their hair is getting taken off. It's, you know, I would equate it to like testing on animals and cruelty like it's there's a very inhumane way right to do this in a market for people's hair that is really garbage but there are like the hair extensions that I wear are ethically sourced my hairdresser can trace them back to like the a particular village where this hair comes from so she knows the hair that she's bringing in and manufacturing is coming from a good place yeah so you can absolutely be looking for those but that comes with the with a price tag which I think is worth paying oh but clip-ins or other methods you can get ethically sourced hair for sure. Absolutely. So that would be maybe a thing to research before you went out and bought and like price, price doesn't just determine quality. You might want to think about like where it's coming from also. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. So it's certainly going to help you with quality, but you can definitely get some more ethical stuff um, if you're looking for it. Yes. As well too. And I feel like the one thing I know about hair extensions is it tends to be Indian hair, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like I learned this in hairdressing school because it's like has the best texture yes. for curling and it is also, but then, you know, obviously like they bleach it and color it to sell it. To match your hair. So yeah. my hair comes from Russia. Okay. Um, I think it's changed a lot too, but I think, and so, and that's because I have hair that is actually the same texture as my actual hair. So that's also evolved too. So it used to be that you would get like Indian hair dyed blonde and then like processed to be straight, but the texture was like not the same texture as your own hair. Right. So now. And it was also probably very questionably sourced. Completely. The hairdresser that I go to, you can actually get your hair matched with the kind of hair on your head. Okay. Oh, which is I very see. cool. Yes, interesting. Yeah. So, like, if you have wavy hair, you get wavy hair extensions. Mm-hmm. So for me, so like, my friend whose name I might have to bleep from earlier reasons has curly hair, <laughs> but wears her hair straight all the time. If she were to go in the rain, her hair would get wet, and her extensions presumably would stay straight and her real hair would go curly. In the case of my hairdresser, you would buy curly hair extensions and blow out your entire head of hair together Mm -hmm. so that in the case of like moisture or whatever, your entire head of hair reacts the same way. That's interesting. Uh Uh-huh. It's really cool. Well, that has actually come a long way since I feel like I knew anything about hair extensions. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And that like, so you're totally right. It used to be like Indian hair or like Asian hair, Mm -hmm. really like coarse, super straight. And then you'd basically have to just like deal with the fact that like you get a mullet because it rains and like half of your hair has turned into a curly mop. Right. 
Um, okay, so, sorry, I kind of interrupted you there. No, Continue. these are it's a, such a good question. So I decided probably five years ago that I wanted to make hair extensions a more permanent part of my life. My mom started getting hair extensions because she has very, very fine hair and it would not grow out. And she was having the same issues as me. Like it was giving her terrible hair days. She was feeling really self-conscious about it and was just like not feeling good about herself. And so for her, it was a way to alleviate that and get some hair back on her head. So my mom did tape in hair extensions, which is when you, um, basically it's like double-sided, um, medical grade tape Mm -hmm. that clamps around a strand of your hair. Right. And then you get a series of those all around your head to like create the illusion that you have hair. So your real hair is wrapped around like a sandwich of fake hair. Okay. Not fake hair. Someone else's hair. Yeah. yeah. Real human hair. Someone else's. Just not your hair. So (laughs) not your hair. There's a couple of methods that I have not done, which um, Cuddy has, which is like beads. Same sort of logic where you're taking littler pieces, strands of hair, attaching them to littler strands of hair, and then creating that length. So in any um, circumstance, you are basically sandwiching small pieces of hair, whether it's tape or beads or what have you, that are being sandwiched around your own actual hair. And do they still have the kind, um, like, same concept, but it's like glue Yes. And they're like, it's like a smaller bunch of hair attached to your actual hair with like a hot gun that basically glues it into your head. exactly what it is. Yes. Okay. So as you can imagine, when you are adhering hair on your head, (laughs) you've got to get it off of your head at some point. Sure. And also I'm assuming that is quite the time consuming process. Oh my God. So, okay. So I had tape and hair extensions for two and a half years, maybe three years, and a couple of things. They are good for the right people. I would say for someone like me who has thinner hair to begin with, I ran into a similar problem of exposure. So the smaller pieces closer to my to my face, the wind would blow. You could see them. I was constantly adjusting my hair all the time. Like It was basically better than clip-ins because I didn't have to put them in every day, yeah. but I was still dealing with like seeing them constantly and it was really like it again it was like okay this is okay but am I actually like more nervous now about them being constantly seen I feel like what I remember about you having tape in extensions is exactly that it was like when you were around you it was like a game of like oh my god make sure you can't see Sylvia's hair extensions and like tell her if one is sticking out especially if you pulled your hair back or something it was constantly like and if we were like out it was like someone had to fix your hair I had a person like watching me yes (laughs) And it makes me like cringe even thinking about that because that's a stupid way to live your life. But I didn't know any better. Like to me, that was still a better alternative than feeling like crap about myself. Yeah. So it was like, Erica, you now have to watch my hair. And I mean, they were nice looking. But they were still high maintenance. Like very high maintenance. Yeah. They were. Absolutely. So, but I had no other alternatives at the time still. So I was getting my hair adjusted about every seven to eight weeks. So as your hair grows out, everything grows along with it. And tape becomes very hard to hide when it starts growing out. Sure. Because in a you don't really realize how fast your hair grows until you have someone else's hair stuck in your head. So like in the course of like six to seven to eight weeks, your hair is growing like an inch. Mm -hmm. That tape has now moved from being right up against your scalp to like an inch down your head. So all of a sudden that like, 
I'm doing so much with my hands right now that no one can see. Um, that tape has so much more opportunity to become exposed because it's just like flailing around in your hair. So the other shitty thing is the tape can also loosen. So there'd be times you're in the shower and you're like hair falls out of your head and you're like, okay, so this is a thing. And now I have to like put my strand of hair to the side and like get it reinstalled. So yes, I guess that's my question with those and the maintenance. Like, did you have to be careful how you wash your hair and how you use products? Cause that would like loosen the, the tape on your head. You are 1000% correct. So I had to use sulfate free shampoo, which we should all be doing, but I didn't like know that much about it at the time. So nothing with any kind of sulfate in it. You couldn't use any kind of oil product in your hair. Like oil was the devil. Yes. And so even ingredients in your shampoo, you had to be so careful of because not only could it be sulfate free, it had to have like no oils in it at all. So it was like, I had to have a very specific, it wasn't as hard to find. Like once I found a shampoo and conditioner I liked, I also had to find the right one for my hair type. So it took a few hits and misses before I found something. So there was a Redken blonde shampoo that I really liked that was, um, totally fine. But still like, anything you put in your head, you had to be so, so careful of. Yeah. And I imagine you probably just had to be extra gentle in anything you were doing, like styling or even like brushing hair when it was wet. Totally. Like Certain kind of brush you had to get, like there are so many things cause it, they're so sensitive. Like they were so loose all the time. So my appointments to get my hair done, I would normally get my color and my redo at the same time. We're like six hours long. Right. I'm not joking. <laughs> no, I believe you. Not to you. mention, my hairdresser moved to Burlington in the middle of all of this. So I was driving like an hour and a half each way for like a six hour. It was an entire day of my life yes. was being dedicated to my hair extensions. Yeah. So they take out, so basically what they have to do to take tape out of your head, there's like a chemical formula they have to apply to every single piece of tape. So there's probably like 30 bundles of hair on your head. Mm -hmm. This formula gets put in. They get taken out. Someone has to pick the tape off of every single piece of your hair, wash your hair extensions, dry your hair extensions. In the meantime, someone else is taking the tape out of your head that has like fallen off or whatever the case may be. Like it doesn't always cleanly come out. So they're picking out all that garbage from your head, then doing your color, washing, drying your hair. Then once both sets of hair are washed and dried, then they have to retape every single piece of your hair and put it back in your head. Oh my God. Like I can't even believe that I gave up that much of my life and I'm imagining a hair appointment that long isn't exactly um, like budget friendly. Not really. <laughs> I like, mean, for a good reason, that's a lot of work. But, totally. Yeah. So, exactly. So, anyway, it was hard on my bank account. It was hard on my mental stability. It was also just like you have two days in a weekend and I'm spending one of them getting my hair done. That's so, so ridiculous. But again, like I had. Like this all stems down to how I felt about myself. That still outweighed the feeling of like having shitty hair. Now, did you ever feel like they were damaging your natural hair from all of that work, work you had to get done on them basically? Oh my God. Yeah. Totally. I felt like I was losing my own hair yeah. because of what... So some people will say that you're not losing your own hair, that it's getting stuck in the tape. So when the tape comes out, you're seeing your, like a buildup of your hair. regular hair loss. Yeah. I was still shedding in between that. So I don't know. And then it's also hard to know, like, are you shedding your own hair or the other hair? It's really hard to say. But I would say overall, like a generally trying experience. Yeah. Yeah. So like two if you things happened. Like if you took them all out of your head and didn't yes. put them back in, would you feel like you had like less, like that your hair had well, been kind of <sighs> torn apart by them? 
Yes, and I, so they looked damaged. It's also that weird thing where you don't really know how it feels anymore, so you just feel naked anyway. Yes, like when you don't have eyelash extensions. <laughs> totally, and you're like, I'm bald yeah. and this is terrible, and so it was awful. So then I will give you a glimpse into what happened. So two things happened, not at the same time, that caused me to switch my methodology. So my hairdresser, who had, who had moved from Toronto to Burlington, moved to Halifax. So he was gone, so the commute was eliminated from my life. Charisse at the time was working at a salon in Toronto and I decided to go to her instead. Charisse is not someone who like loves hair extensions or whatever, can certainly still um, do them, but was not her favorite thing. Well, no, I think it probably takes a certain maybe personality type to want to do that kind of like finicky Totally. And Sharice is like a color wizard and yes. a cutting wizard. And I just think like she, her jam is like natural. Oh, I can completely natural. see her having no patience for hair extensions. <laughs> Not at all. So our agreement was if you can come in without your hair in your head, I will put it back on. Gotcha. So the onus was on me to get my hair extensions out of my head. Okay. And we're still dealing with the tape ins at this point. That's right. Okay. I will tell you, Erica, there is no shittier task you could give me. I would put a million duvet covers back on my bed before I would do this again. I was taking coconut oil and the chemical stuff, putting it on my tape. I would have to hand pick my hair extensions out of my head. Myself. Who else is going to do it for me? I had nobody. So I am taking it out of my head. I shouldn't say nobody. This is why Jordan's going to be on the podcast because Jordan, he was obviously roped into this process at some point because it would like make me want to cry. I'd be like watching TV, picking my hair extensions out of my head, picking out the tape, blobs of tape would get stuck in my hair. Like it was miserable. You heard me mention I was adding coconut oil and chemical solution into my head. Getting that out of my hair took like four washes. Oh my God. So I would have to take my hair extensions out like four or five days before they would get put back in so that my hair would actually like recover from all the shit that took like this took like three times and I was like I'm never doing this again. This is terrible. And you're doing I was re taping like everything. Every six weeks, every two months? Yes. Every six yep. weeks. Oh my God. Yep. And I imagine and I was like, like kill me. one of those kind of things when you're doing it on yourself, you're not being especially gentle. Oh my God, no. And you're also like, I don't know. I just felt like I was crazy. It was becoming to the point that I felt like I was turning into a psychopath and I was, I was dreading getting my hair done, which is the thing I love doing because it was becoming just out of control. Yes. All of a sudden your life revolves around your hair. Yeah. Instance, and I was and like, like, if anyone were to see me, this has become very <laughs> terrible. Anyway, I still maintained it was worth it in between. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> I, I must have stock. Now that I'm saying it back out loud, I'm like, I must have had Stockholm syndrome with my that's, hair I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> that's extreme. So much. It's extreme. So my friend and my old boss has a luxurious head of hair. I will say that as all this time has gone on, I've become a very keen eye to picking out hair extensions. I'm sure. One day we got on the topic of hair extensions. She's like, well, I have hair extensions. And I was like, you absolutely do not. Like you are full of shit. You have the most beautiful head of hair. There is no way. And so she, we're in the, like, we're in a meeting room with just the two of us. And she like flips up her hair and doesn't she have a weave? And I'm like, uh-huh. what is happening? And she is a blonde white lady. And I did not know that this was even an option 
at all. Yes, the weave. The weave. So I was like, okay, there's no way that I can have a weave. Also, how much does this cost? And like, what is the process? And she was like, we broke down the cost of what I was doing versus what she was doing. And hers was cheaper. And her appointments were 45 minutes long. Plus um, your sanity. (laughs) Your sanity. I was like, okay. Oh, the other thing about tape. You can't wash your hair, exercise, become remotely sweaty for 48 hours after you get it put in because the tape can become vulnerable. Yes, I recall that. Like what it was, I was a hostage in my own life. (laughs) You really were. (laughs) I don't even think I've realized all this until now. I'm having a lot of like, oh my God, Sylvia, (laughs) what, why? So she puts me in touch with her hairdresser, Monica, who she's like, just go see her and see, this is what I pay. I think it'll work for you. Check it out. My own, like Justine had the same things, thinner hair, same, same, same things. Like couldn't believe it. I go see Monica and I immediately fall in love with her and her like system and everything. So I learn all about weaves. So Monica is a very interesting human being. She grew up in Halifax. She was adopted. Monica is um, like an African-Canadian lady who got adopted into a white family. And her mom one day dropped her off on this very like predominantly black street in Halifax and was like, one of these hairdressers needs to help you because I have no idea what to do with your hair. And so Monica was like at her wits end because as like imagine a teenage girl and you have, you know, a very curly like and different head of hair. Like you have no one to really like in your family to talk to about this because you are unique in your home. So Monica goes into this hair salon and immediately has her eyes open to weaves and extensions and wigs and like all these things. And she's like, I need to know more about this. So Monica from a very young age became addicted to learning the methodologies of like how hair gets done and all this really cool stuff. Fast forward, she ends up living in Japan for a little while. Japan's like very advanced in everything ever. And so they had like really cool methodologies on how to do hair. And she invented her own a hair extension system where she does, it's called like a braidless, seamless weft. And she effectively sews two rows of hair onto your head and that's it. Oh my God. That's, I, I didn't know that. That's so cool. Cause traditionally mm-hmm. when you get a weave, they braid your hair super, super tight. I've seen people yeah. get them. It's really painful. And then they like sew it onto the, onto the braid. The braid. Yeah. There is no braid in my hair. Oh. So she's got a very cool proprietary way of doing things. I've had so many hairdressers like be like, can I just look into your head? And they can't figure out how she does it. And I have no idea, obviously, because I can't see what she's doing. But she ethically sources her hair. She designs her own tracks. So now instead of having like 30 different things on my head, I have two rows mm-hmm. that come up far enough on my head that that consistent look is there that they're everywhere. And then... She sews them like into my head and every eight or nine weeks I get them adjusted for 45 minutes and I can leave and go to the gym and I can sweat all I want. Yeah, that's amazing. And then so so she does your extensions, but Sheree still cuts your hair and colors your hair. Does yes, she so, do anything with them or do you go like in between? Nope. Or she can, basically like, once... She can color them. So Sharice can color them. She can cut them. Yeah. Um, she can do she can, all of those she things. She can do your hair with them on your head. Exactly. Yep. So as long as like the base is installed for her, she can work around them. Like I've gone and seen Sharice like the week before I'll get my hair extensions done. I've seen Sharice right after I've gotten them put in. Basically at any like stage, if I were to like dramatically do something with it, um, 
Actually, it really doesn't even matter because she knows the colors that are in my head. So it really doesn't make any difference. Like I go and get my installer once in a while. If I can't get to see Sharice, I will go to see. There, there's a girl at the salon that Sharice trains. There always? Who, it all, like Everywhere everyone on earth who's like good at doing hair, <laughs> yeah. Sharice has had a hand in. Um, so she will sometimes do my color in between, but I love going to see Sharice. And so that is... Um, typically what my, my process is. So it, yes, am I still going to two different places? Am I still driving out of my way to get my hair done? I absolutely am, but it's not, it, that's completely by my choice now and like how I've designed things. I, I'm sure I could figure out an easier way to do that, but I like the people who touch my head now. So Monica has hair extensions like mine. She also does lace wigs, which I, mm-hmm. like, again, my brain explodes every time I walk in there. I'm like, I always, I'm like, what's on your head today? And she'll be like, it's a wig. I'm like, there is no way that's a wig. They're and beautiful, it yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. So there's, she does a lot of like um, people on TV, whether it's wigs or the hair extensions or whatever, but her price point is fairly reasonable. Like I'm not paying Britney Spears money for my hair. Also, like she's oh. probably paying ten dollars for her hair. That's probably also, the worst reference yeah, I could have used. Don't go to whoever does Britney Spears's weave. It's tragic. It's terrible. Okay, sorry. Been. Although I feel like that's a little bit maybe more. I shouldn't blame her hairdresser. I feel like that's her. No, I think it might be her <laughs> own choice. Um, but it's not crazy. Like I, I won't. She does consultations not, by person, so I won't give her prices away. She's not gouging like, you, basically. No. Oh my gosh, no. And I would say, like you know, because I'm going in there for such a short period of time, I'm not paying like an entire day for somebody to spend doing well, my hair. And it's different when you're paying for something that's like really worth it and someone's doing a beautiful job and it looks amazing. Like that's, of course it's worth it. Oh, completely. So I would say this, like I, um, I just feel like for what I'm getting and for the fact that it's ethically sourced, I have this amazing entrepreneurial woman doing my hair for me and she's always like creating new things and testing things and it's just really cool to like even see what her process is because I learn every time I go in there and there's cool new things. And I also love that it's something for me that I only have to buy my hair once a year. So I pay a little bit more up front than I was paying with my tape-ins, but I'm not paying the same in between. Okay, I got you. So the hair lasts for a year hair loss for a year. And that was about the same with tape too. Okay. Um, and, and what's the, it, yeah, it's about that long. what's the maintenance like for it? Like, it, do you have to do anything special to not like loosen it or anything like that? Nothing <laughs> at all. It, I forget that I have them. Yeah. Gone are the days of like people watch of my hair. Yeah. Um, nothing special. I can use whatever shampoo I want. Like the ba- basically like they always say to me, treat your hair on your head exactly how you treat your own hair because it's being matched. Like I have mm-hmm. like thin blonde hair on my head that matches with my hair. So I have more hair. I actually got an extra, they weighed it in grams and they're like, do you want 12 more grams of hair? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like I don't know how much my hair weighs, but it's, so I got an extra like piece of hair attached to one of my rows the last time I went in. So I have thicker hair than I did before. And it is the longest I've ever had it as well too. Like it's probably, it's very long. Part of me is like, do I want to try and go for like a long bob or something? But I want my front pieces to grow up more. Like I just need my bang part to go away and then I would play around with a long bob. But it's cool. Like you can, I have old hair that I could take back in that I've already cut before that she could put into a long bob for me and I could keep this hair and keep it if I want to go longer again. Um, Well, I will say it looks amazing. Um, Thank you. Like the best you've ever had. You never see them. 
Like, you can never Excellent. tell. Excellent. I, like, legitimately, like, if I didn't know you, you would be one of those people I'd be like, oh, she doesn't have hair extensions. She just has beautiful long hair. Which well, is the goal, you. right? To, well, I remember Not that there's, like, of- any shame in having, like, some fake hair. Like, lots of people do. Like, so if it makes you feel good. But it's just, like, it's nice when it just looks like your Natural. hair. Yeah. Totally. And I think that's the biggest thing is that I've had this conversation a lot with Monica as well, too, is that there's such a stigma of getting your hair done. Yes. That's so frustrating. And I'm like, this is the thing I do for myself to feel better. I am confident in who I'm going to, to do that, that I've made like an ethical, good choice. I'm supporting a small business. I'm doing something good for me. And I, I, sometimes people, I don't know, they just like cast such judgment on you about those things that I just think it's unfair. And really like I feel better with it no matter what the length is that extra bit of hair for me does make me feel better yeah so if i'm not putting that on other people well, then like, exactly yeah off. there's weird judgment about it and i feel like it comes from a place of like for people with hair extensions it's like it, you're not saying you don't want to be able to see them because like you want to hide the fact that you have fake hair and yet at the yeah. same time like you like you want it to look natural because you just want it to look good <laughs> Totally, it's exactly. not about being like, only don't reason. find out my dark shame that I that I get hair extensions. It's just like, I just totally. want my hair to look nice. Yeah. And I think lately I've maybe mentioned it less, but I feel like because it looks so natural that people have like, don't ask me about it anymore. So it's kind of one of those funny things where I'm like, I don't care if anyone asked me if it was my own hair. My answer is always, well, I have paid for it. So technically it's mine, I own it. but I own this hair. Um, but I don't like, I partly why I wanted to have this conversation today was that I just want to take the stigma off of it because I think that really it shouldn't matter if you feel better wearing mascara, why does it feel any different to have hair extensions on your head? If you were getting eyelash extensions, you wouldn't throw shade at someone for their hair extensions. So I just kind of wanted to like be more open about it because I really don't care if people know it makes me feel good. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you look great. Well, thank just, you. They, you know that thing when you're like standing behind someone in line and you're like, mm-hmm. those are hair extensions and they're not very like, you know the people that just like put them in like probably when you were in university and don't get them cut with their with their natural yep. hair so that they blend in and it's just like very obvious. And then it's not like, I don't, I don't feel like it's a, I'm not trying to be judgy. I just sort of almost feel bad. I want to be like, well, you could, we could do better for you. <laughs> Totally. And I think, so that, I think that's a really good point about all of us is that if you have tapins and that is the right choice for you, fantastic. One of my girlfriends had tapins recently. They looked so beautiful on her hair. It's just not what I want to do anymore because it was way too much of a process for me. If you want to wear clip-ins, also same thing. Yeah. You can get into hair at different price points. Just go take them to someone to blend them with your real hair because it will go so far in how natural they look on your head. It's like Aunt Becky said on Full House to DJ that, remember that episode where she was teaching her about makeup and they were like putting it and they were like, the point is to make it look like you're not wearing it. And maybe Lori Lachlan is not the right person to be <laughs> Um, modeling our lives after anymore. But that particular lesson (laughs) is what I think we can hold true. Well, it's, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Aunt Becky. Questionable choices since then. But her lesson on au naturel. Yeah, I don't know if I feel that bad for her, but... (laughs) No, I really don't either, actually. But... I think I always remember that episode of Falls because I was like, oh, yeah, like you're allowed to, well, you're allowed to make it look like you have all the makeup on in the world and all the hair extensions you don't want to hide from people. My preference for my own hair is that I want it to blend in and look as natural as possible. And I just don't want it to be something I have to fuss over anymore. Yeah. And I feel like I have achieved 
that in my life. No, I, feel, I am no longer a slave to my hair. I feel like that too. Isn't that freeing? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm glad we had this conversation. It's like we're in therapy. I'm lighter. so glad. Um, I do feel lighter. Well, I think we should definitely shout out Monica because that's pretty amazing. It's amazing. So shout out to Monica. Her hair salon is called Niche Hair. Um, and she is just a super cool lady in Toronto that has that. There are other methodologies similar to this in other places. I don't know if they're still putting the braid in. I don't know exactly like what their process is, but if you don't live in Toronto and you can't get to her, I know people are doing wefts in other places as well too. And I would say that like, it's worth looking into because the price point is definitely comparable to tape ins and the headache is like one bajillion times less. And I think the result is just really, really nice. Well, maybe Brittany should get in touch. Uh, yeah, Brittany, if you're listening, <laughs> please call us immediately. We would definitely love to do it. And then obviously shout out to Cuddy because without Cuddy, where would I even be with my hair? I mean, she started it all. She's the OG. We actually gave the um, gave a speech to Durr at her wedding because Cuddy and I were co-maids of honor at her wedding. And one of the things that we shouted out to was the fact that we all had hair extensions <laughs> and that we all, for Durr's wedding, were wearing them again. So it was very exciting times that we've come that far and we have just gotten more sophisticated in our hair extension wearing since the early days. Well, thank you for being so open about your oh, about your hair journey. And that was fascinating to me, who has never really waded into the world of hair extensions. Um, I maybe come from a little bit of a place of hair privilege and that I, <laughs> I just never <laughs> yes, need. you do. I do. But so it's, I'm glad to hear your side of it. I'm sorry for all that you went through. My goodness. Well, um, I'm, thank you for listening <laughs> to me. <laughs> You do have hair privilege because you have beautiful hair. You also have mad braid skills, so you're double privileged because you are bringing a lot to the hair game that a lot of people don't have. Um, But I think the point is, whether you have um, hair privilege or not, there are solutions available to people to feel really good. I feel like all of that was useful. And, like, I mean, I, like... I've I've seen your journey on your head and like from the (laughs) clip-ins to the tape-ins, but I didn't really know how deep this whole thing went. (laughs) It was a very emotional time. Um, And I will say that for social media purposes, I will dig through um, my hair over the years so that you can see the evolution because there's some really questionable fake tanning that went along um, from the St. Tropez journey as well. So um, maybe I'll throw some of that on the internet so people can see the difference. I love it. Well, I mean, I think bottom line that we've really learned here is uh, hair is very important to people. Very important to me and very important to other people. But I will say that as silly as it sounds on a surface level, it has definitely taken away the insecurity for me. And I feel like I just have like a very good sense of confidence in my hair now, which makes me really happy. I'm happy for you. Thank you, Erica. I appreciate it. Um, On that note, well, thank you. I'm glad. Um, I really think that we could throw it on the table. We don't need to hide from the things that we do to make ourselves feel good. And this is just one of them. Yeah. So um, if you have your own hair extension journey um, or you have like tips or, you know, something that you love, just please tell us about it because I'm very into this now. Me too. It's very exciting. And yeah, I think um, there are, are lots of things I haven't learned yet. So share your info. Yeah. I'm always down. Um, absolutely. Always yeah. down. You can okay. reach out to us anytime on Instagram. Probably the easiest way. Yeah. Um, Instagram is where we, we like our peeps to talk to yeah. us, I think. Uh, at Beauty and Stuff Pod. 
Um, but we also have an email address at beautyandstuffpod at gmail.com. And so that is the pod yes. email address. Yes. Um, I hope we get to squeeze one or more of these in before you have your baby. But if not, <laughs> fingers crossed Thanks. for for everything to go well for you. Thank you. Um, I feel like we could probably squeeze in squeeze in one more before we'll get one more in. Baby we'll time. do it. Yeah, I have faith in us. Um, um, I guess until next time, I'm Sylvia. I'm Erica, and this was beauty and stuff. Goodbye. Bye.